today on Reparations in Action. They murdered people. Bobby Hutton died here. It wasn't a Russian who killed him. And you can't keep the people living in slavery. Changing our circumstances. We have to have power. You're listening to Reparations in Action here on Black Power 96.3. Uhuru! You're listening to the White Lies Shattered podcast and FM radio show. My name is Jamie Simpson, and I am the host of White Lies Shattered, which broadcasts weekly on Black Power 96.3 FM in St. Petersburg, Florida. White Lies Shattered, also known as Reparations in Action, is a program of white solidarity with Black Power. Currently, we are in a podcast series exposing the insidious lies we learn as white or European people about the nature and origin of America and the current social system. We believe reparations to African people is the key question of our times and is one that demands action on the part of European or white people. We want to begin by saluting Chairman Omalia Shetela and the African People's Socialist Party for leading the African Revolution and developing the theory of African internationalism, the theory and worldview of the African working class that guides the African Revolution and which we credit for all of the understandings and analysis provided on this podcast. As always, we'd like to salute Black Power 96, where this show is aired and recorded for our podcast weekly. Black Power 96 is not just explaining the world, but changing it. You can get the app for Black Power 96 on Google Play or at the Apple App Store and listen wherever you are located. Today's episode is called Report Back from the 2022 Reparations Tour. Today, we welcome back African People's Solidarity Committee Chairwoman Penny Hess and Uhuru Solidarity Movement Chair Jesse Neville, who have just returned from a, a six-city speaking tour titled Hands Off Uhuru. Uhuru, and welcome back, Penny and Jesse. Uhuru, Jamie, and Uhuru, Jesse. It is so exciting to be on this show again, to be recording with the two of you. And I'm very excited to talk about this incredible tour that we've just had the honor of being on. And every year, you know, the Uhuru Solidarity Movement holds a tour in September and October celebrating the days of reparations to African people. And this tour this year, 2022, was, was very, very um, unique and very important because it follows right on the heels of this brutal FBI assault that attacked uh, and targeted Chairman Omali Ishitela, who is the leader of the African People's Socialist Party. And it was, uh, you know, also targeting the Uhuru House in St. Petersburg, Florida, which, is, which was the headquarters of the African People's Socialist Party for many, many years, as well as the Uhuru Solidarity Center here in St. Louis at 2654 Grabway, where we are sitting right now, and uh, the homes of Jesse and another comrade, Amanda, myself, Kitty Riley, and uh, the director of the party's agiprop, Akili Anayi, as well as the the homes of uh, Chairman Omali Shatella and Deputy Chair Onisene Shatella. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a bit and exactly what that entailed, but it coincided with this Days of Reparations tour that we have every year that is a really important part of who and what the Uhuru Solidarity Movement is. Um, and the theme of this tour was Hands Off Uhuru. We were honored to, to have Chairman O'Malley Shatella and to, um, you know, just see the fight, the fight back, the counter offensive that he has launched to um, expose what it means to, um, to have this continuation of this state government attack on the African Revolution you know, a continuation with the 1960s and the COINTELPRO program and everything that, that this colonial government did to African people. But I want to say, first of all, that the Uhuru Solidarity Movement 
is a mass organization of the African People's Solidarity Committee. APSC, African People's Solidarity Committee, is, is the organization of white people that was formed by and is working under the direct leadership of the African People's Socialist Party. APSC was created by the party as part of their strategy to win the African Revolution. And, you know, it's very, very important because it's, it's not, um, you know, an organization for charity or do-gooding white people or anything like that. This is um, part of the strategy of the party that is very serious about seizing power and having and building self-government, being able to wield political and economic state power in the hands of the African working class, which is what they're fighting for, and also which is a continuation of this, um, this sector, I would say, of the African revolution that's been going on for hundreds of years. Not a struggle against racism, not a struggle to integrate, but a struggle for African people to have their own self-government. So Uhuru Solidarity Movement, our African People's Solidarity Committee, was formed in 1976. It was, as I said, part of the strategy to win the African Revolution and to break the isolation of the African Revolution that, is, that, that enables the, the colonial state to attack it without any response from the white population. Um, so it is, it is not charity, it is not a favor, but it is an, a strategic organization of white people to go behind enemy lines to fight for reparations to be returned to the African Revolution as what is owed, the stolen labor, the stolen resources of African people, which makes so much sense to me. So one of the things that is really important for us to understand is that the APSC or the Solidarity Committee was formed through the understanding of Chairman O'Malley Shatella that, um, that, that the world is defined, the economic system is defined by what is called the colonial mode of production. And that means the assault on Africa, the genocide of the indigenous people, the genocide against African people as well the enslavement, the trafficking, the kidnapping, the, the rape, pillage, and slaughter, and all of the things that, that Europeans did and continue to do in order to produce the wealth that the West has enjoyed for the last 600 years. Um, this, is, this is colonialism, and it is the essence of this, this system. It's not, it's not a blight. It's not a uh, a stain on America's soul. It is what the system is. It cannot function. The chairman has said that there wouldn't be an America without slavery, without the genocide of the indigenous people and the theft of their land. It is the essence and the DNA of the political and economic system that we live in. So, yeah, so as we said, the, these events this year were especially important and also electrifying and poignant because of them coming right in the wake of the July 29th violent raids by the FBI on the African People's Socialist Party and Chairman O'Malley should tell us. So, Jesse, talk to us about what really happened. Definitely. Well, first of all, I just want to say it's an honor to be back on the White Lies Shattered podcast with Chairwoman Penny Hess and with our host, Jamie Simpson, and appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. And yes, it was it was an incredible first leg of the tour, the Days of Reparations to African People tour that merged with the Hands Off Uhuru, Hands Off Africa tour, an opportunity to be on the road with Chairman Amalia Shatella and be winning support for the struggle of the party to fight back against this vicious assault. And you really cannot overstate what actually happened on July 29th. Mm -hmm. So we just want to take an opportunity here to recount that. Yes. What happened on the morning of Friday morning, 5 a.m. in St. Louis, 6 a.m. Uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida, um, on July 29th, 2022, 
The U.S. government, through its secret political police force known as the FBI, carried out a coordinated, multi-state, violent military assault on a total of seven homes and offices of African People's Socialist Party and Mm -hmm. Uhuru Movement leaders, including, first and foremost, a raid on the home of Chairman Omalia Shetela and Deputy Chair Onizanea Shetela in the north side of St. Louis, in the African community. And this was an act of terror against the whole African community that they put on lockdown. They blocked off streets. They had armored vehicles. They had dozens of uh, of military SWAT gear wearing FBI agents armed with assault rifles who at five in the morning and the chairman and deputy chair were awake at their kitchen table mm-hmm. getting ready to start the day. Deputy chair was preparing to go to the Uhuru house just five minutes away to preside over a training of over 14 or 15 African women to become doulas as part of one of the programs of the Black Power Blueprint. And the chairman was getting ready to go to the gym. So uh, here they are at five in the morning, and all of a sudden this voice is blaring outside their door, demanding that they come out with their hands up, Mm -hmm. with nothing in their hands, and saying this is the FBI, that they have a warrant for this residence. So the chairman goes down the stairs and is met with a barrage of red laser sights aimed at his chest from the scopes of assault rifles brandished by several uh, FBI agents who are essentially threatening his life in that moment. And the chairman has remarked about the example of Bobby Hutton, who was said to have stumbled when he was accosted in a similar fashion by the FBI and by the police, which was then used as a justification to uh, shoot him down and assassinate him. And it was clear that what took place on July 29th was an attempt on the chairman's life and that they were doing everything they could to create the conditions to carry out an assassination. They were setting off flashbang grenades, smashing down windows, busting down the door with a battering ram, uh, sending in a drone, um, and more, you know, just a, a huge scene of chaos and destruction as they handcuffed the chairman and deputy chair at gunpoint and searched their home and, and stole, looted their home and took uh, computers and phones and files and all kinds of things and, and never showed them a search warrant. And uh, meanwhile, uh, over at the Uhuru House in St. Petersburg, Florida, a veritable army mm-hmm. was invading that building. They broke down 10 doors total outside and inside the building, taped over security cameras and uh, had at least 50 agents going in, taking boxes and boxes of things out, including financial records and computers and archives going back 40 years Uh, Meanwhile, they went to the place where Agitprop director Akile Anai, who's a frequent uh, guest on this show, uh, was staying at the time, uh, lied to her and lured her outside of the apartment by telling her that her car had been broken into, uh, which it actually had been broken into, but by the FBI. They were raiding her car and then they they uh, they searched her as well. And uh, and then at the same time that this was happening, they were raiding the chairman and deputy chair's home in St. Petersburg, Florida, and they were on the south side of St. Louis at the home of Chairwoman Penny Hess and APSC leading member Kitty Riley, as well as at the Uhuru Solidarity Center here on 2654 Gravoy Ave, um, which has an apartment upstairs where myself and USM Vice Chair Amanda Carlozzi live, and they were at this building for about six and a half hours uh, carrying out a, a similarly um aggressive and and vicious kind of raid on on this building, breaking down doors, smashing windows, causing tens of thousands of dollars in damage, Mm -hmm. by the way, to all of these Uhuru movement properties. And, uh, you know, and of course, this was all um, then connected to this absolutely offensive and ludicrous uh, indictment that came out um, that, you know, alleged that the Uhuru movement's incredible and historic revolutionary work to fight for the liberation of African people is actually being orchestrated by somebody in Russia. And the chairman and uh, Director Akile and uh, Chairwoman Penny Hess and myself categorized in this indictment as unindicted Mm co-conspirators. And I want to turn it back over to you. Yeah. 
I mean, well, first of all, I want to say that we're proud to be unindicted co-conspirators right. and, and to be linked to Chairman O'Malley Shatella mm-hmm. and, De- and Deputy Chair Onizane Shatella and Director of the Party Sajiprop, Akile Anayi. And the African People's Socialist Party is is a profound honor. I'm, That's right. I'm proud to be that. And I know that you are, too. Definitely. Um, and I mean, but, you know, I, I want us to... To recognize that, and especially our job is to to talk to white people, and I want us to really internalize what is being said and what happened. And this is what this government does over and over and over again to African people inside this country and in Africa and around the world when they fight and resist and build a movement that goes beyond just a local issue, but goes to the level of the fight for the liberation of Africa, the return of their stolen land, and the liberation and unification of African people wherever they have been forcibly dispersed around the world, which makes sense, which is what it's gonna take. And the understanding that African people are colonized wherever they exist, any place on the planet, including right here inside the United States. African people and indigenous people live in a colony that we look at and take for granted every day. And we look at the 1960s, the African revolution was the most critical movement, revolutionary movement inside the borders of the United States. And African people, you know, were targeted. The United States government was very, very clear about that and um, about who was the leadership, you know, that, that, that the African working class and the urban, as they call it, the urban movement, the movement for black power that electrified um, the African world you know, not just civil rights that, that transformed that movement that, that the chairman has talked about so much and analyzed. And as soon as it comes to that, mm-hmm. then this program called COINTELPRO, led by the FBI at the time, um, began targeting Malcolm X, assassinating him, assassinating uh, Martin Luther King, Fred Hampton, and many others, imprisoning African revolutionaries and slandering them and discrediting them and doing everything that they could to destroy and defeat that movement in the 1960s. And this is what they're trying to do now. But as, you know, the African People's Socialist Party has said, they're 81 years too late. Chairman mm-hmm. O'Malley Chantel is going to be 81 mm-hmm. in a week. Well, actually, this a Sunday, you know, in a few days. And he has rebuilt the African revolution brick by brick and built the African People's Socialist Party as a disciplined, unified organization based on a political theory that explains the world as it really is and enables African workers to be empowered to to overturn the system just as the Vietnamese did in the 1970s, the 1960s, and to be able to win their freedom. And it's, it's, it's very, very exciting, but we have to recognize that this is why the African People's Socialist Party was attacked, why they were targeted, why they were, it's not because of dissent. Mm-hmm. It's not because of, this thing about Russia. That's what what the government has used every single time, all the way back in history. You know, uh, W.B. Du Bois Mm -hmm. was charged of being a a Russian or Soviet agent. Mm -hmm. And um, Paul Robeson was charged with that. And it's something that, 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 you know, they have so little... um, you know, creativity or, or anything, they, they can't, they just have to do the same thing over and over again. But it's absurd because, as you said, no Russian tells an African person about anything that they experience. And that, as the chairman has, you know, so 
um, eloquently said, it wasn't it wasn't Russians that murdered George Floyd or Mike mm. Brown or uh, or created the conditions that African people face every single day. It's the United States government, and this is what is um, the target of of what you know the the struggle for liberation is. So, yeah, I think that. I think that it was, it was, you know, it's been very exciting. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the actual tour. Jamie, I didn't know if there was anything that you wanted to say because you were in St. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate this uh, first report back from the two of you on this program. I know uh, we were able to talk to Director Akile Anayi here in St. Petersburg, um, where the Uhuru House was raided, as you mentioned, Jesse, where uh, Director Akile herself was attacked by the FBI. Um, and it's it's just so, it's it's inspiring. It's been inspiring. It's, it's offensive. It's outrageous, this attack, these lies coming down against the vanguard of the African Revolution. But it's been inspiring to see the response of the African People's Socialist Party, which has mounted uh, a robust counteroffensive campaign um, called hands off uhuru hands off africa right yes. and and which really speaks to to what uh you were both summing up about how this is not just an attack on one organization this is an attack on african people everywhere it was an attack on the entire african community of st petersburg and st louis but beyond that on the struggle of african people worldwide for their own liberation so that counteroffensive campaign again is called hands off uhuru hands off africa and the days of reparations to african people tour that the solidarity movement that, that the Uhuru Solidarity Movement holds every year, that became incorporated into that uh, that uh, counteroffensive campaign this year. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think that I just wanted to, to tell people as well that if they want to find out more about the Hands Off Uhuru, Hands Off Africa campaign, they can go to the website, handsoffuhuru.org. And it just has a lot of information in it, a petition that can be signed, you know, signed and filled out and, and all, all kinds of, of statements of support and solidarity from other organizations. You know, just a lot of information, very powerful, powerful website. Yeah, there's been a, a lot of a lot of organizations that have come forward, and and this is this has really led to a, a great period of, of visibility for the African People's Socialist Party. Yes, and so this tour that we were on was a combination of the Days of Reparations events that were already planned, but there were also a few events that were specifically built by the Black is Back Coalition and African African organizations. Okay, so... The schedule was Oakland was the first stop on this tour on September 13th. And that was at the Uhuru House at 7911 MacArthur Boulevard that's been there for since the 1980s, about 1985, 1986. Really powerful. Beautiful. Jesse, can you tell us about the events still to come? Yes. So on March 15th, I'm sorry, on October 15th and October 16th, St. Louis will host the National March for Reparations to African People, and that will be a march and rally on Saturday, October 15th, beginning at 1 p.m. at the St. Louis Public Library Carpenter Branch and marching to the Sons of Rest Pavilion in Tower Grove Park, and that's going to be very powerful. You can find more information at marchforreparations2022.eventbrite.com. Chairman Omalia Shatella will be speaking at that march, as well as Chairwoman Penny Hess, Representative Columbine and Danette, Alderman Jesse Todd, and other powerful speakers. And that will be followed by a conference from 9 to 3 at the Uhuru House at 4101 West Florissant Ave in St. Louis on October 16th, Sunday. So again, March for Reparations 2022.eventbrite.com is where you can get more information. And that march will itself be propelling us forward towards a major mobilization on the White House that the Black is Back Coalition for Social Justice, Peace and Reparations is planning for November 5th, followed by a conference on November 6th, Black is Back Coalition 
org is where you can find more information about that. We want to have a very strong solidarity contingent at the March on the White House this year to show us a, a massive display of unity with the African People's Socialist Party in opposition to these U.S. government attacks. And then on November 13th, the anniversary of the historic uprisings following the murder of Tyrone Lewis in 1996 in St. Petersburg, Florida, we will be hosting an event with the Hands Off Uhuru campaign with Chairman Omalia Shatella, Director Kile, Chairwoman Penny Hess, and myself. And that will be on Sunday, November 13th. More information about that will be made available in the coming days. So you can find Find out more about that and other events and learn how you can donate, sign the petition and get involved by going to handsoffuhuru.org. Great. and Excellent. And there's, yes, definitely keep looking at handsoffuhuru.org because there's going to be a lot of other events in general that the tour itself or, uh, or, the, or that Chairman O'Malley should tell us office or the Hands Off Committee is going to be. Um, coordinating and um, and getting out there. So it's not over with this. There's going to be a lot more. It might be coming to your city, wherever you are. But let's listen to a few clips from from the um, from these events. All right. So this first clip we're going to listen to is from the first event of the tour. This is Chairman Omalia Shetela's keynote presentation from the event in Oakland, California. And I just want to say that this event was attended by people from throughout the region. People flew in from Seattle to see the chairman speak, Mm -hmm. as well as came in from San Francisco, from San Diego, Mm -hmm. and from other places in California. So it was a powerful event that raised $10,000 towards the Uhuru Legal Defense Committee. Yes, it was. And the chairman kicked off the tour on a very powerful note. Just on fire. Yes. The chairman was on fire. So let's take a listen. It's already uh, been mentioned that... We're engaged in a really serious struggle now. Uh, In many ways, it has uh, an obvious kind of uh, legal character. The United States government uh, has attacked me, the Uhuru movement, uh, and uh, attacked various of our, our homes, our institutions, and what have you with the claim that we are agents of Russia. They said uh, that the work we do and have done, especially I think 2017 and 19, when we ran candidates uh, for city office, city council uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida, not St. Petersburg, Russia, in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, that uh, we were doing this uh, because of Russia and Russia's need and intent uh, to use uh, elections uh, in this country uh, to undermine the pristine electoral process here. They said that um, the work that we have done we went on a, something like a six-city uh, tour uh, uh, several years ago, uh, winning support uh, for a petition and demand that we were taken to the United Nations uh, for violation, United States violation of the United Nations Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. Said the Russians told us to do that. That's why we did it, and that they paid us to do that. <clears throat> they said that uh, because we don't support this vicious counter-revolutionary war that has been initiated by the United States and and the colonial powers against Russia, uh, that that is just more evidence of the fact that we are employees of Russia. It's extraordinary. The first thing I want to say is that I know it is probably unnecessary for most of the people who are in this meeting, but it's an absolute and total falsehood. It's an absolute lie. Uh, The fact of the matter is that my political 
involvement uh, has lasted more than half my life, something like three quarters of my life. I'll be 81 years old in October. And uh, uh, which, you know, is just a statement that you're 81 years too goddamn late. You understand? Uh, 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 the, the fact of the matter is that uh, the African People's Socialist Party was uh, founded in 1972 with the stated objective of completing the Black Revolution of the 1960s. In this place where we are located right now, this city uh, is, has, was one of those central forces in terms of advancing the struggle for the liberation of African and oppressed peoples around the world. And they killed people who tried to do that. They murdered people. Bobby Hutton died here. It wasn't a Russian who killed him. It was an agent of the United States government that they call the Oakland Police Department that was organized specifically for the purpose of oppressing black people in the city of Oakland that they actually brought, hired reactionary white people who came from the South because they wanted to control black people here because we were making a ship a date, right? Uh, during, the, during the Second Imperialist World War uh, for Kaiser. Because the economy revolved around what black people were doing and they wanted to make sure that black people stayed under control. And you can't keep a people living in slavery, living with imposed ignorance, living with imposed violence on every aspect of our lives. You can't keep a people living like that. Uhuru. Wow, that is so powerful. And that is just a little minute of it. You can see it on YouTube, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, you can. Yes, on you can Uhuru see Solidarity it. YouTube. Uhuru Solid Solidarity's mm -hmm. channel on YouTube. And uh, you see the whole presentation. It's incredibly powerful. And I think that one of the things that, that the chairman is so brilliant at doing anyway, but in particular in this case of, of just, you know, throwing back this, um, these charges, these bogus, you know, lying charges that have been uh, put onto him by this vicious colonial imperial system. Um, it, but the chairman turns history right side up. He, mm -hmm. he, he really forces into our consciousness how important African people are and have been every step of the way in history, in making history, you know, and how, um, how this, is, this is crushed, you know, this understanding is, um, is crushed in, uh, in African people and in the history as, as a, you know, we're not told history as it really is. So I think that it's very powerful. And, and the chairman has been, you know, raising, raising these, these questions like, well, what really caused the, the Bolshevik revolution that, that became the, the, the Soviet Union in the first place? And in fact, it was the resistance, the anti-colonial resistance of, of African and colonized peoples around the world. It was the colonial question that sparked the revolution of, of the 19, 1917 in, that became the Soviet Union. And, you know, the chairman is just like turns history right, right side up and how um, the you know, just in every step of the way. In the 1960s, the key question was the colonial question, not white people and SDS or anti-war movement or anything like that. It was the African people rising up for political and economic power and um, the Vietnamese and the struggles of the oppressed and colonized around the world. For real. Thank you, Chairman Payne. That's a great, great summation. And I totally unite 
And um, I'd like to bring us to our next clip in this report back from the Days of Reparations to African People and Hands Off Uhuru Tour. This one was actually a presentation given by, by you, Chairwoman Penny Hess. And this was at a very special event that was held at Uhuru Furniture and Collectibles in Philadelphia called An Evening with Chairman Omalia Shatella. And this was one of many very important presentations that uh, Chairwoman Penny has gave throughout this tour, articulating the highest stand of white solidarity with the African Revolution, especially in the context of this escalated attack by the U.S. government against the African Revolution and in the escalated counteroffensive that the African People's Socialist Party is waging and really winning white people to understand and internalize our responsibility in this moment. Mm -hmm. So uh, we can go ahead now to this clip from Chairwoman Penny Hess presenting at the evening with Chairman Omali Shatella event in Philadelphia on September 19th. I want to say that I have the honor of, of being there when the African People's Solidarity Committee was formed way back in 1976. That's about 40 six years ago, and I, and because of, of the science, the clarity, the humanity of the chairman, of Chairman Omari Shatella, the, just like you said, being cursed to see this, cannot walk away from it, and I knew, I knew on that day, in the end of September 1976 in St. Petersburg, Florida, at this conference, forming the African People's Solidarity Committee, that this was something that I wanted to be committed to for my life because there had to be, there had to be white people who would be under the leadership of the African Revolution to go back into, behind enemy lines, into, into the white population to win other white people and to win reparations to African people. And I, yes, I want to say that on July 29th, the chairman, the chairman talks about, as he came down the stairs, forced by, armed with assault rifles, about 30, uh, 30 cops, armed military forces standing out there with their the red laser beams focused on his chest. They were telling him that they had the power of life and death over him in this colonial state. And the chairman came down, and with an hour after the end of the raids, which was going on in a total of, I believe, six or seven offices and homes of the African People's Socialist Party in two states, the chairman held a press conference, the media came out, the chairman has not stopped fighting for it, just as he has fought for the liberation of African people and Africa for his entire life. And we understand that this is why the chairman and the party was attacked, because it, re it is responsible for keeping alive and fighting to complete the African revolution, meaning the total liberation of Africa, all the resources of Africa, all of the reparations owed to Africa and African people, and African people as one people around the world, wherever they have been forcibly dispersed. If the chairman had just been working for, to build this furniture store here in Philadelphia, he wouldn't have been attacked. But the chairman had everything that the chairman has done over 50 years and more has been to raise the colonial question, to raise the question that African people must be free. And I was named as one of the, the co-conspirators, uh, along with my comrade, comrade uh, Jesse Neville, who's also a member of the African People's Solidarity Committee and, and the chair of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, which is part of our mass organization building in the 130 cities in, throughout the United States, as the chairman has talked about. And I want to say that, Chairman, I am deeply honored to be a co-conspirator named by this colonial government, to be a co-conspirator with Chairman Omalia Chappelle. Yeah. 
Uh, for real. Uh, for real. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say I uh, I really appreciated all of the, the statements that were delivered by Chairwoman Penny Hess throughout this tour on behalf of the African People's Solidarity Committee and felt very proud to be represented by that stance and, you know, that uh, those statements that really put out, first of all, not only that we we are proud to be considered unindicted co-conspirators with Chairman Amalia Shatella, but also really helped us understand the basis for this attack and the basis for uh, for this whole campaign that the party is waging right now. And one of the things that you said, Chairwoman Penny, that I think really resonated throughout this tour is is to really help us understand that the African People's Socialist Party and colonized African people have the moral high ground, that they represent everything that is righteous and good in the world, and that the true purveyors of terror and everything that you would think of as criminality and violence uh, is, is the U.S. government. That Those are the enemies of humanity. And it was just very emboldening. I think every white person who walked through the door at, uh, at any of these events left feeling very emboldened to join and, and deepen our resolve to be a part of this fight back and to be co-conspirators under the leadership of the African Revolution. So I just want to salute those presentations and the stance of Chairwoman Penny and APSC and the leadership of the party. Uhuru. Uhuru. I just I want to join you, Jesse, in, in, uh, in saluting you, Chairwoman Penny, and, and also salute you, Chair Jesse, uh, really appreciate both of you for so courageously, you know, seizing that moral high ground in solidarity with the African Revolution. It's really an honor to do this radio program with the two of you. And I want to, um, you know, point out that we don't have a whole lot of time left in this radio, uh, this specific episode. We, I definitely want to come back to this. But is there is there one more clip? If if we only had time for one more, do you think you could? Uh, choose which one that would be, Jesse. All right, so let's take a listen to Chairman Omalia Chatella's presentation from the event in Newark, New Jersey, hosted by the Black is Back Coalition. Part of what it is that this attack on my home and the Uru movement uh, was about in terms of trying to isolate us and frighten people so they won't be associated with us. But I want to tell you that we've had a remarkable leap spike and recruit as a consequence of what yeah. happened. It is, it is remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> and people say, I want to join because they'll be attacked. That's right. right. That's right. They say, this, this, is, this is what's happening. I mean, right. I can't overstate it. I'm, in fact, there's part of our system breaking down because so many people trying to come into the party and there's a whole process that's necessary for people to come through uh, to get in the party. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do sometimes. Uh, but that, I wanted, to, I wanted to be clear that they have not succeeded in terms of pushing the people away from us. Right. If there is a problem, it may have to do with the limitations of our own African People's Socialist Party. Uh, because uh, we have concluded that our objective is government. We're not in here playing games. I mean, the thing is not just to be involved in discussions and having uh, debates and things like that. If you're not talking about power, then I don't even know what the discussion is about. If you're talking about changing our circumstances, we have to have power. That means you have to be a self-governing people. No, nobody in the world, on the planet Earth, has ever been able to exercise power without having the best self-government. And that's what colonialism does. It denies you the ability to be a self-governing people. Colonialism, by definition, is ruled by foreign and alien power. And what we have with the emergence of the colonial mode of production is that all of the political activity, all of the activity that happens in the world uh, happens within the context of a colonial, a, a colonial mode of production. It's not like a French colonialism, French capitalism, we're not even just talking about the policy of a particular government uh, that might establish colonialism. That has happened in the past, but that ain't, that ain't what we're talking about. We're talking about how colonialism itself has become a mode of production. And it's really important for us to understand that. One. Two, it's also important to understand that, that when you're talking about fascism, you're talking about a form of the state. 
Fascism is a form of the state. The state is uh, this entity of organized coercion. Uh, capacity that protects the interests of an existing social system. Now, the state is there, its purpose is coercion. There's no such thing as a nice state that, that's not about coercion. The question is, what social, what, what social force is a state working for? And what social force is a state working against? The emergence of colonialism as a world economy uh, means that, that the majority of peoples in the world, we live in a world where more than 80% of the people on the planet Earth are trying to survive of 10 US dollars or less. Again, 80%, I'm talking about 99% my ass. 80% of the people on the planet Earth are trying to survive of 10 US dollars or less a day. 50% of the people on the planet Earth are trying to survive on $2.50 or less a day. And if you're in Africa, you're lucky if you can earn enough for a meal a day. That's the world that we live in because of the colonial mode of production, one. And once you begin to understand this, then you see that the state itself is an international state. The so-called capitalist state was not just born a British state. It was something that was necessary to control the world. You see various instruments that they have created for that state power. NATO is one of them, even the United Nations one of them, and various other kinds of entities for the purpose of controlling the peoples of the world. Now, fascism is something that has come into existence because they like to talk about uh, the hidden dictatorship of uh, people who call themselves Marxists and things like that. I uh, like to talk about a hidden dictatorship when it comes to uh, what they refer to uh, is a bourgeois democracy. Uh, that's why when you say something bad happened to you, white people say, well, you must have done something. You must have done something, you understand? Because this, for them, the dictatorship is hidden. But for you, you can't stand on the corner, the pig rolls up and say, give me the corner. And you can't say that. Well, you exercise your right to free speech. And if you survive it, you survive it sometime in a hospital bed. This is, this is because the dictatorship for African people, for the vast majority of the world, is not hidden. There's no hidden dictatorship for the colonized. They will cut off your head. They will put a knee on your neck. They will carry your children in front of you, say, my child, I need some help. They'll come and kill your child. This is, isn't, that how, isn't that what happens to us? There's no hidden dictatorship. In the same city that that happens in, you have right across the corner, white people telling you they must have done something. And yes, I saw what happened after George Floyd. Yes, there, there, were, there was this inspiration that because of the struggle of African people. But when you see this, this dictatorship having to reveal itself uh, to white people uh, because of the crisis of the social system, the crisis of colonialism. What drives the crisis? The, the capitalist system cannot function the same. Why do you have permanent warfare going on? Because of the colonizers. Who are they making war against? Afghanistan, Venezuela, all the oppressed peoples around the world who are colonized. And they're making a struggle against them because our resistance, our struggle, um, uh, deprives this parasite uh, of the host. The host no longer has access to the parasite. And so it goes into a frenzy. That's what you saw on January 6th, when the white people attacked these the colonizers fighting each other. On January 6th, the colonizers, every one of them, the ones who are running from them and the ones who are running at them, all colonizers. These are colonizers. And so this is when you see the emergence of what you call fascism, this contest, this, this desperate state that the colonial system goes into. Look, one of the most, one of the most bragged about anti-fascist movements and countries was France. Wasn't that right? France fighting against Germany and fascism, and at the same time, France was fighting against Germany. What was this colonial power doing? Dominating people in Vietnam, dominating people in Algeria, dominating something like 14 different states in the continent of Africa. You can have a democratic uh, colonialism, and you can have a fascist colonialism. The fact is, colonialism is colonialism is colonialism. We live under colonial domination. That's what we need to understand. Uhuru. Uhuru. Powerful, powerful, electrifying. Yes. It just 
it makes you want to struggle. It's see the chairman is out there changing the world, not just not just in words though, but in the practice and what the party is building, the institutions of dual and contending power. Something we haven't seen since since the revolutions of the 1960s, and you know this is a very very exciting. Even as we see the system in the deepest crisis that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Wow, you know, we'll go into that in other in other episodes, but uh, this is a deep crisis. This system is going down because of the resistance of African people and oppressed and colonized peoples around the world. That's why Chairman O'Malley Shatella, the Uhuru movement is being attacked right now, but we're fighting back. This is a counter-offensive. Uh, we're gonna, you know, the, under the leadership of the party, we're going to throw this over. The party is winning. African people are going to be free. No, for real. Uhuru. And if you're listening to this and you want more information about the Hands Off Uhuru, Hands Off Africa campaign, again, you can go to handsoffuhuru.org. And uh, I just want to thank you, Penny Hess, chair of the African People's Solidarity Committee, and Jesse Neville, chair of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, and both of you unindicted co-conspirators for joining us once again here on White Lies Shattered. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. We'll see you next time. This has been an episode of Reparations in Action, the White Lies Shattered series, a biased podcast of white solidarity with black power. My name is Jamie Simpson. We'd like to thank our team of volunteers. Our sound engineer is Robert May, who also composes our theme music. Our research coordinator is Deidre Martin. The show is produced by Penny Hess, Jesse Neville, and Lisa Watson from the Black Power 96.3 FM studio in St. Petersburg, Florida. A shout out to the director of Agiprop for the African People's Socialist Party, Akile Anayi, as well as Black Power 96.3 FM station manager, DJ Eddie Maltzby. If you liked what you heard today, you can go to Apple Podcasts and rate this podcast. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or if you'd like to join our volunteer team, please email us at ria at blackpower96.org. That's ria at blackpower96.org. Special thanks to Chairman Omalia Shatella and the African People's Socialist Party, without whose relentless leadership and theory of African internationalism, none of the understandings presented on reparations in action would be possible.